Coming up, I'm talking with senior show director Charles Gray about Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 276 of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. The Disunplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, with a very special Halloween episode of the podcast. Last week, I had the opportunity to chat with Charles Gray, Senior Show Director, Entertainment Creative Development at Universal Orlando Resort, about the two houses you can experience at Universal Studios Florida with your park admission. In the interview, we cover the origins of the two houses, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, along with what makes the experience so unique this year due to safety protocols, plus so much more. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy my discussion with Charles. Charles, thank you so much for being here and taking a little bit of time to talk to us about some of the Halloween offerings at Universal Orlando Resort this year. But before we get to that, can you just tell me a little bit about your background, what you do at Universal? Absolutely. Um, currently, I am a show director, and I've worked uh, mainly on the haunted houses for uh, the Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, previous to that, I was a performer in the park. And in my first year or two, back in the early 90s, uh, I was actually a character. So um, it's come full circle. <laughs> it certainly has. What's what's your favorite aspect about Halloween Horror Nights? Oh, that's, that's a multi-layered uh, <laughs> question because there's so many things I love about it. But I, I will say that it is um, an awesome opportunity as a show director here because it, it's rare. It, there's show directors at other places, but here we get to see it from inception all the way uh, through the event and operation. So we really get to see the idea morph, change, how it grows, how it's tweaked, and see it uh, all the way up to when the guests are, are being entertained by it um, and, until we close it. <laughs> which is always rough you've lived with this for so long then then when it ends you're it, it's it's a bit of a mourning process <laughs> yeah i mean these the houses the entertainment that you create it's it's your baby essentially you you saw it all the way through and it, it's really tough to 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 just let it go like that as soon as the season ends and i know there's lots of us fans out there that wish uh it could just be halloween year-round at universal uh but yeah it's uh it, it has to come to an end at some point but uh being a, a creator of the houses and you know you've had a history as you said you were a scare actor even at one point in time it, it, from the the position you're in now, do you do you look at the houses a lot more differently than when you were maybe a fan coming or being a scare actor inside the houses? Absolutely. There's just a lot that goes on behind the scenes, um, especially when you're when you are creating the event itself. And and what I mean by that is there's you know, if there's for example, ten houses, 
you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You really have to take the scares. You have to take your resources. You have to take the types of scares, the characters, the themes, and you really have to distribute them, uh, really almost like a showrunner, kind of looking at the entirety of the event and, um, making sure there's something there for everybody, every type of fan that's out there. Uh, when I was a fan or, or just, uh, more of a, uh, uh, like a character in one house, I would just have my favorites, right? You go through and, oh, I like mm-hmm. this one and this one. Um, in the position I, position I am in now, I look at things more holistically and trying to see, um, you know, how I could tell that story overall, along with those diving into those little fun Easter eggs too. So it's quite expansive and it's, it's so much fun and it's all encompassing. Um, it's a blast. I love the people I work with. That's really amazing to hear. So let's move on to this year and what's happening for Halloween this year. Obviously, uh, very different from years past. And Halloween Horror Nights was unfortunately canceled because of the state of the world. But uh, we were still fortunate enough as fans to be able to have some sort of Halloween activities in the parks with some of the offerings like the scarecrow stock, uh, a lot of the food and beverage, uh, the the pop-up skeleton bar. But I think for most people, the big thing for Halloween this year at Universal Orlando are the two houses that are operating during the daytime period at Universal Studios Florida, uh, right there with your park admission. No, no extra ticket needed to experience the houses, which of course are Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein lives. So let's start with Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Where did the inspiration come uh, behind that house? That was uh, had been talked about for a few years and um, had gone pretty far in development. Um, and then it finally got to see the light of day. And we're very excited about that. Manuel Cordero is an amazing designer and he designed this house uh he had such a, a strong vision for it and a lot of times uh, the show director and the designer um you know will lovingly argue about things until we come up with what that final that final look is but um man i got to tell you he had such an amazing thought process behind this pop-up book idea that that he and Patrick worked on together uh they really came up with an amazing story you you actually go into this pop-up book and what's interesting and I do want to bring this up cuz this is uh for the the fans who have been to the event a lot I would encourage them to come see this because the difference of time that you get to spend Listening to the audio is something that we we don't get during a normal uh, Halloween Horror Nights event. Usually it's very kinetic. It's very, very quick. This time we get to live with the story and hear the narrative more than we ever have before. And so that it's a pop-up storybook just adds to that. We get to hear the story moving through each scene uh, with the voiceover. Um, and it, it is a different experience. It is like a, a living dark ride that you're going through. Yeah, that was honestly the the next thing that I was going to ask you about, because I do love the concept of the story being told as you move from room to room. And of course, starting with that, the amazing interior facade that is the the pop up book that's 2D starting to come into 3D and then and then finally being thrust into that actual story. It's it's an amazing transition. But even more than that, the fact that the writing is on the wall as you move from room to room. And just like you said, you you 
hear the story actually being told. And it's I, I don't want to say that it's hard to understand a lot of stories in, in the houses sometimes, but this is one of the the most straightforward uh, stories being told in front of your eyes. It's, it's impossible for anyone to walk out of this house and not understand what just happened. And I, I love that you were able to do this and it's it's, so was that part of it from the very beginning or did it just develop naturally as as the idea was unfurling itself it was always part of it but it it was thrust further forward i guess because of like you said kind of the 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 difference in the situation that we're in we saw an opportunity to really push that forward so like when you're layering things with visuals audio effects you know you have this balance that you create for for the the nighttime offerings and because this was during the daytime and because we knew we would spend more time seeing things that was that box was already checked so let's really up the amount of story that we can infuse into this uh with audio too and uh again it it was one of those uh happy discoveries as we walk through like hey we can really spend some time with this story and and the characters themselves um they're they're getting the scares but they're also making an appearance almost as plot points as you're moving through the story and that's in both houses where you can you can see the appearance of the character not only get the scare but also get uh, that moment of, oh, yes, I know exactly what's happening. The young boy's transforming at this point, or they've made their way into the servants' quarters, or they've made their way into the cupola, or wherever we're going into the house. Um, so it, it's just a fun journey. And again, even I've talked to a few guests walking through the park. They've, they've stopped me and, and said how much they've enjoyed it. They've also been through it multiple times and seeing new pieces of scenic or new things in the shadows they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. I'm sorry I'm talking your yeah. ear off, dude, but I get very excited about this stuff. <laughs> oh, no. it's uh, If you don't love it, then I don't understand what type of person you are. So <laughs> I am – you just talk away with that. But I, I'm in that same boat, too. I, I My eyes are pretty awful. So as much as like during a regular Halloween Horror Nights year, I, I'm always about stay and scream. I I love being there when the crowds are smaller, but at the same time too, those first couple houses you go in when it's still bright outside, it's it's a complete different experience from when it it hits nighttime. So even with these houses going through them during the day, it's 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 so weird to see how something like a cloud that is just hanging overhand for overhead for a while can completely change your perspective going in because your eyes are already starting to adjust a little bit more before you go inside and and you start pointing out all of these things you never saw before it's it's just it's one of those reasons why you can't do these houses just once and be done you have to do them over and over and over again but uh speaking of uh the kind of the protocols that you had to put in place with the houses uh you you mentioned that with the storytelling aspect and revenge that was one of the the surprises that that happened is that you were able to tell the story even better because of it was there was there anything else that you saw as a as, or not necessarily saw but you're seeing as a benefit because of the state of the world and how you're doing the houses differently with the spacing and and some of even like the plexiglass shields that are inside are there any other benefits you've seen from that well i would say um I tend to be a bit of a pessimist sometimes and I, I wouldn't, um, 
I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to read with the plexi and the vinyl, but it goes away. And it is interesting how psychologically your mind just kind of fills in blanks. If it doesn't see something, it fills it in. And we use that to our advantage many times with scares too. It's, it's dark. They appear. Um, and your mind takes you there. If that makes sense, you, mm-hmm. you, you don't see the vinyl, uh, coverings or, or the plexi necessarily, uh, especially if, if they're, um, because what we've done with their action is a little bit different this year. A lot of times they'll be moving in, in forward, right? Charging at you. Now we're able to use height to our advantage where they may like be raising their arms a little high or jumping a little more, like, um, a little more feral, I guess you would say. Um, and yeah. that has really added to the characterization, especially of the tooth fairies and also in the other house too, because the, a lot of that, um, kind of over the top, uh, proclamations by the bride reads well in that moment as she's standing there right next to you. You have the plexi protecting you. So she can get actually very close to you, um, mm-hmm. to tell the story. So for me, that was a surprise. I wasn't sure how it was going to be. And I'll be honest. And, and, uh, because safety first, right? So we do all the safety protocols, make sure everything's great. And then I'm walking through going, wow, this is really working out great. And, and I'm so happy, um, that people are enjoying it that way. Um, one quick, quick thing too. I, I was very excited that to see people bringing their kids in because we're initiating kind of this new, wave of fans that are going to be coming in and they're really enjoying it too, where they may not have come to a nighttime offering. Some of these kids are coming in and really just having a blast walking through, like I said, like a dark ride um, with their parents who are like, Oh, you got to see this, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, the last time I was there, I went through, uh, I went through both houses by myself and through revenge, I was following a, a dad and a daughter that had to have been, you know, under 10 years old. And I, I think I ended up more afraid than she was as, as we going through the house and saw them as they were leaving. She's excited to do it again. And I'm like, Oh, I, it's weird going through these houses when you're all alone in your group. It's just because the scares are just coming all on you, not the person in front of you or behind you. And so, yeah, I think, I think you are, uh, going to see a lot more fans once halloween horror nights returns especially younger ones that are are catching the bug right now but uh, talking about universal monsters the bride of frankenstein lives for just a second this this house follows in the footsteps of last year with the universal monsters house and was there was there any extra pressure on your team given that the 2019 house was such a fan favorite and with that too why why did you choose specifically the bride and and her story to focus on yeah there's so much research done on all the monsters for the previous house and when you're looking at that uh research in the reality the bride and her film only appears at the very end for just a few minutes um and but yet she's so popular with the fans and she only appeared for a small time so we really wanted Mm -hmm. to uh, extend that story. What happens next? You know, the, the, the castle explodes. You know, Frankenstein's monster says, we belong dead. And they all, you know, apparently 
uh, die in the, the, the rubble of that, uh, fallen tower. But what ha- in our story, she survives and she, her whole quest is to bring back the love of her life. The only person who ever showed her con- kindness. So, um, it's such a, a fun story and discovery that was generated. Um, and we work closely with, uh, Universal Pictures and got the approval from them. So this is what, you know, we say the IP, the intellectual property, mm-hmm. um, for this event. And they, they were a part of approving the costume looks and, and they were, they were great to work with. Um, and it is, you know, uh, fun to see, uh, all these brides of Dracula coming at us too. Um, it's their mortal blood that helps bring back, uh, if you go through the house, we'll see if, if he does come back to life or not. But, uh, Frankenstein's monster. Um, it, and Dylan, who was one of our designers, designed that house and it, it just looks amazing. It is really, really incredible. And I do love that the bride gets an extra story because you're, you're a hundred percent right. It's just that short little spot at the end. I don't think a lot of people who haven't watched Bride of Frankenstein, they they just assume that the bride is in the entire movie, but that is so far from the truth. So uh, she's finally getting her time to shine, and it's an incredible house. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the Brides of Dracula in there. Uh, of course, one Easter egg inside of there is that you can see a creature at one point in time from Creature of the Black Lagoon. And you mentioned Easter eggs earlier. Are there any other Easter eggs that, that fans should look out for when they're going through the two houses? Uh, there is. Um, I, you know, I think I would be attacked by the decor team if I gave them away. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe just um, one. Yeah, there, there is other things in that section you're talking about where they have the – the creature there, um, other experiments and, and things that just to pay attention in that room. Cause there's some other items in that area representing, uh, other ways she was trying to bring them back before she found out that the brides were the ones and their immortal blood, uh, that would bring him back. Um, I do want to sh- give a shout out to the show control team. Cause that resurrection scene is so well put together because we have lighting audio, effects, everything working together to create the resurrection scene that uh, the show control team just took that on. And uh, it's almost like a mini movie if you were to stand in there and watch that entire scene. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's one of the greatest things about Halloween Horror Nights versus any other uh, any other theme park or just even uh, pop-up Halloween events. There are amazing ones all around our country, I'm sure all around the world, but a lot of times at Halloween Horror Nights, it's like you're actually seeing movies being brought to life. And the your team that works on it, all the Halloween Horror Nights teams, you all have become experts at it. And it's it's why we fall in love with the houses every year, because we are we are thrust into these movies just like you are at all the parks. So I am I, I think you guys do an amazing job every single year. And I I never I never thought I'd be a fan of Halloween Horror Nights when I had first heard about it, and now it is the yearly event that I look forward to over and over again. So thank you so much 
for all the hard work that you put into it, all the hard work your team puts into it, everyone who's involved in some way. Uh, the fans really appreciate it. And as, as sad as it was to lose the event this year, I'm, I'm so happy that we have a little piece of it. And I, I think we're all just very excited for next year and, and what's to come with that. So uh, my last question before I let you go, do you have an all-time favorite house? Man, is it okay to have a tie? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a three-way tie. And I never uh, – it usually takes me a year or two to kind of process. And then uh, Dollhouse of the Damned is one of my favorites. Mm. Um, the content – it's uh, just dolls. Come on, they're creepy. <laughs> um, Dollhouse of the Damned. I really fell in love with um, two houses, uh, the, the Graveyard Games, and also the Yeti House was just – both uh, the Yeti house was kind of a dream of mine for a long time to do. So it was fun to see that realized. And then just living in that graveyard games house. Uh, it's just gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, I want to move in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, those are all great choices. So Charles, thank you so much for spending some time talking Halloween with me. And I, again, I appreciate everything that you do, everything your team does, everyone at universal. Thank you so much right now. And Again, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I want to thank you, and I want to. Uh, I'm glad you came to enjoy the appetizer that we're providing now for HHN for get ready for the banquet next year. I want to thank the public relations department at Universal Orlando Resort for making that interview possible, and I really hope you get the chance to make it to the park and see the fall offerings available now through November 1st. Since there's no news to discuss this week, that's going to do it for this show. Please take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so yet. And I want to say thank you to IMT Reese, BB Nugget, and 777-5426 for your reviews this week. If you don't follow us on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe to youtube.com slash disunplugged and youtube.com slash wdwinfo for universal and Disney content. Thanks for joining me this week for the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again real soon with another episode. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Bye.